right now in NFTs and crypto, it is whatever you want to do. The world is your oyster. You can go and talk to anybody about making anything that you can dream of because I think the technology is more and more it's there and it's it's really like what you want to do. I feel like it's just a phone call away from some person that's like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. Let's do it. Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia. And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. Matt, what's happening, man? Doing great, Sam. Excited about this guest. Who we got lined up? We have got Dylan Francis, probably the funniest man in electronic dance music, leading DJ producer, and also an early adopter to crypto, DeFi, and NFTs. Um, He has a number of different projects under his belt, likes to lampoon the space and have a little bit of fun. You know, it's all jokes, uh, but also brings a great perspective to the table on how this technology can change the game for musicians. Yeah, for sure. I think Dylan, as an artist, as talent, there's a lot of different projects and a lot of different artists that are really thinking about how they want to engage in this space. And Dylan's had fun doing some really interesting projects that he speaks to today, but also just is really setting a path forward for how different musicians and music teams can really engage in the space. Obviously, there's a lot of interest. We've seen a, a very kind of breakout vertical with digital art and collectibles, but it's very much just a matter of time for music NFTs and just musicians of all rights really having their day with NFTs. And I think it's people like Dylan that are kind of set, breaking trails, setting a precedent on how to potentially engage in the space. So grateful that he came on today, shared some of his perspectives, um, and grateful for you all for, for tuning in. So a- as always, uh, do want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to sign up for our news letter, just go to nftnow.com. You can sign up there and every single week we'll break down some of the latest and greatest developments in the NFT space so you can get involved. So that's at nftnow.com. But without any further ado, Dylan Francis. Dylan, how's it going, man? It's fantastic. Thanks for having me uh, ha- having me on. First of all, I got to just say, Matt, you're crushing it. Everything that you do in this space is like just amazing to watch because you, I remember when you got added to this chat that we're in and you've like, fully exceeded i feel like you know more than everyone now because <laughs> i thought i knew a lot and then now like that when we had that uh that spaces conversation with ether cards i was so blown away with how much you knew about the project and everything so i just gotta say that that you are like such a good voice for the nft community slash crypto community I appreciate that, brother, you know, and, and shout out Chad Team 6. Yes, right? CT6, baby. <laughs> so, man, like, you know, we've known each other for years, dating back to the, you know, Billboard dance days even. I was thinking about when you interviewed me and you were like, I think you were living in Berlin. Yeah. And we like, whatever Zoom was back in the day, I don't think it was Zoom. Skype? It was Skype? I think it was yeah. Skype. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and uh, it's been a crazy road since. But It has. Let's uh, let's start at the beginning and chat a little bit about how you got into the crypto and then into NFTs. Yeah. Um, so I think it was around 2016, 2017, 2016, probably, because I think the crash, like the second crash happened in 2017. But my friend Eamon, I, I went to New York and my friend Eamon's always like very much on the the pulse of like cool stuff that's happening. And he was like, hey, man, have you heard of like Bitcoin and Ethereum? And I was like, No. He's like, oh, well, these, they, these assets, you can invest in them and they spike and you can make a good amount of money from them and, and basically showed me Binance. 
And he was like, this, this is this other thing called shit coining. So basically you can invest in Tron or this. It was Tron was the one at the time. I remember calling my business manager and be like, hey, can I have all my information to uh, open a Binance account? And she was like, what are you doing? This site, I don't know if I trust this, but look, if you really want to do it, I can I can give you the information. I was like, please, please, I really want to do this. I don't think, I think I can't even access that Binance account now because they don't have it in the US anymore. They have like the .US. Um, Shout out VPN. No. Yeah. <laughs> that is not, not advice. Nor dangerous <laughs> game. Dangerous game. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was during that time. Uh, I think I like invested like 200 bucks in, in Ethereum and 200 bucks in, in Bitcoin and I think Bitcoin was probably $1,000 or something like that. And uh, and then it crashed and everyone was like, all right, it's done. Pack your, pack up your bags, go home. And I think I just left it all in, in Coinbase and I just never touched it. And then 2020, you know, everyone's at home and I, I kept seeing RAC al- along the road. I've always been a huge fan of RAC um, ever since Hype Machine. I always kept him seeing, talking him, uh, seeing him talk about Ethereum and that it was going to change you know, the landscape for musicians. And same with Clayton. I remember a long time ago, Clayton was talking about a decentralized platform that would, you know, basically give artists the ability to make more money off of their music, not have to be involved with labels and all this. It was like, it was like these pipe dreams that seemed like they were attainable, but we needed someone to really be able to do it. Yeah, now it's, I, I don't know, like from talking to RAC and then Clayton being a part of Audius, I think, he, I forgot what he was before. It was like 360, they started, they were trying right. to start this decentralized program and then it just didn't work. But now Audius is is working so shout out to them and uh but yeah I, that's like kind of the little road that i that how of how i got into crypto and nfts nfts was later though because i think like that really ha- I, I honestly thought that DeFi was going to be the thing that that got everyone into crypto then into nfts you know one thing you know my my entry point was blau actually he was the one who, who introduced me to nfts uh-huh. um and one thing i remember chatting with him er- in the early days was how exciting and collaborative the space felt and he was like oh i was just talking to dylan about this it feels like the early days of edm yep and uh and i was like that's exactly how it feels everybody's working with each other it's like people are making weird things and it's all coming together and it's like i'd love to hear kind of your thoughts on that and what the kind of parallels you see in the space it's a great point because it really it reminded me of when i first found out about Moombatone, which was like the genre that made my name what it is um was Mumbatone is this genre of dance music and reggaeton infused together and you get Mumbatone. And this guy, Dave Nada, was the one that created it. And when and he created it by like slowing these these demos down um, to 110. They were, they were house records at 128 and he slowed them down to that. And a bunch of his friends went crazy for it. And uh, at the beginning, it was like all SoundCloud people. We, like Moonchi and I were talking to each other. Dave Nada and I were talking to each other. And everyone just was like, Oh, this is so cool. You made this. Oh, I made this. Oh, I use this type of drum. You you use this. And it was so new. There was no expectations. There was no limits to what you could do. And NFTs, as I got into them, they felt exactly the same way as that did. And I think with, you know, how EDM was and how collaborative it was at the time, like you could just cross genre anything. And so I, I do feel like there's just a huge correlation between those two because whatever what you can do with NFTs and who you can collaborate with, like I remember uh RAC and I made some stupid drum and bass song. We had this Pepe project that we we were launching, and we we uh, we made a drum and bass song that's like called "Please Touch My Pepe." And I you know, this. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it's something that would have never happened if if that wouldn't have happened. And then um, even delving further, like I ended up working with like one of my favorite skaters from back in the day, Chad Knight, which I didn't even know he was Chad Knight. 
from skating. I just knew him from NFTs. And then I made the connection. I was like, oh my God, holy shit. Like, this is crazy. I grew up buying your skateboards and now I'm making music for art that you make. Like, what a small world. I just think it's so fun. And, and I love being a part of something that's so new that doesn't have any rules yet. Because when there's no rules, you can just make such fun art. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a crazy time. It's super exciting. Yeah. I mean, in, in that vein, like... Can you first, just to set the stage a little further too, just talk us through some of the specific projects? I know you just kind of alluded to what you did with Chad Knight, but just like what have been some of the more uh, projects you've been most proud of so far that you've done in this space? My favorite one actually, and uh, my friend Jesse bought it. Uh, I worked with Pizza Slime, who I've worked with them for years on merchandise, and um, they've done a lot of my tour promo stuff and a lot of uh, art for my... um, what's it called for my EPs or albums? Uh, We made these forks and one of them was a Bitcoin fork and one of them was an Ethereum fork. And the whole joke is, you know, when Bitcoin forks or Ethereum forks to, I guess, Bitcoin cash or um, has Ethereum forked? There is Ethereum classic, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. After the whole DAO. uh, Yeah. So um, we made that and I thought that was like, it was it was so funny to me and uh, it was really fun to make the music and it was fun to work with them. And I felt like that was like perfectly my personality put into the space of NFTs and like what I want to do with them. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I worked with this other girl, Nicole, and uh, I just hit her up. Uh, she made this she made this NFT called something. Don't call me or uh where it's this girl dancing in a pool and there's phones shooting out of the, the spigot. And I thought it was just a hilarious piece. So I bought it and she was like, hey, that's so cool. Thanks for buying my piece. And she was, I was like, hey, if you need any music for anything, just hit me up. And like a week later, she's like, hey, do you want to make music for this? I don't know. And I was like, absolutely, let's do it. And we just had a really fun time doing this little project together of this this hand with a phone on it. And um, yeah, I don't know why her and I are obsessed with phones, but we are. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It's just like fun time to be collaborating with people that you wouldn't normally get to collaborate with. Like Chad and I were talking about how in a normal setting, it would be me going to him being like, hey, can you do an album cover for me? And that's it. That would be the extent of it. And now it's this time it's like, hey, let's make an NFT. Okay, cool. What do, you, what, what do we do? I don't know. What, what type of music are you into? I'm into this. Okay, cool. Maybe then I'll make something that has to do with palm trees. Okay, I'll put, add this sound in there. And then it all builds together and turns into something that's very, very much a marriage of, of both of our artistic uh, endeavors. Yeah. yeah. So it's way bigger than him, me just being like, hey, Chad, here's the music. Do whatever you want to do. Make me a cover that's cool. <laughs> Totally, totally. No, I love that. I, I think it's a really cool like demonstration of how this sort of changes the creative balance between yeah. like visual and 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 music and all that. I know also, you know, you've used uh, NFTs for jokes as well. Like <laughs> yes. you've done you've done your fair <laughs> bit of trolling, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the Lane Eight tweet comes to mind, but uh, oh my god! And, and also the uh, you know, tr- I mean, always always time always a good time trolling Diplo. Yes, so, always uh, <laughs> always on the Ethereum blockchain forever. So um, t- talk a little bit about that, but also like how NFTs and comedy can like kind of, you know, can like what the future of that looks like. One, I, I mean, I don't know what the future of comedy and NFTs look like, but uh, I feel like it's it's not really explored that much right now. Maybe I should be exploring that a, a, a bit more. Um, but the, the Lane 8 one, oh my God, that was so funny. His fans got really, really mad at me. They, <laughs> they were like, 
telling me that I was the most like biggest piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> I sucked. Um, I can't believe you do this to lane eight, which funny enough, I wasn't even going to sell them. It was just more of the joke. And then I ended up burning them. Um, luckily, Zora was like, hey, we'll tell you how to burn them. So don't worry. But yeah, I minted two of them. <laughs> <laughs> just I think it was like 60 bucks for comedy right there on each of them for minting those. But yeah, I, I mean, I... The reason I loved trolling him on that was because it, it is going to be really funny later on. Blau's project comes out or like there's no way he's not going to dabble in NFTs. It's just like I just I can't see that not happening, um, whether it's going to be in two years or five years. It, it is digital collectibles are getting so big. Social media now is so much of a, a part of our life when it used to not be. And I feel like you could talk about this all day because when Twitter first came out, it wasn't like, oh, this is this is how I'm going to like show off a second part of my life. It was more of an escape of, oh, I'm just going to go and write stupid things on this. I don't even know what it does. And that's what you would do at the time. And now it's become almost as important as your normal life to be posting on Instagram or to be talking on Twitter. I mean, it's a huge place for promotion of music. I mean, even TikTok now, like that's where your songs can blow up where it would normally be radio. Like a social media app can do that now, you know? I don't even know what back then what that would be. I guess it would be like guerrilla promotion of like posting as much stuff on, on you know, facades of buildings or, or you know, wheat pasting to get some, some message out there that's like buy this album. And that's that would be like... I don't know, the equivalent of TikTok, I guess. It, it, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be so incredible for music and and the stuff that's going to be able to happen in the smart contracts and the music that's going to be able to be made. I know that Ethereum, or the EtherCard guys and I have been talking about trying to figure out how to do that like track where like someone can make the drum, someone can make this, someone can make that, someone can make that, and someone can like basically burn all them together to then make the track as one NFT. But I feel like there's just going to be such cool stuff that you can do that, Lane's not even thinking about. He was just, you know, I think on the base level, sometimes it does look like it's uh it's a cash grab. And I think that anything that has uh, you know, a monetary value that that is as high as NFTs do, it's it's hard to see below that surface level and really understand like what the technology is and what it's gonna benefit for everybody that's that's, you know, uh, an independent artist that's not really able to make the money that a, a pop artist is. There's people that are selling NFTs for $10,000 that are musicians that that's not like it would never happen from the Spotify payout. Like that's incredible for them. That's money for them to be like, you know what? Oh my God, I can pay my rent and I can go back in the studio and I can try to make another song for an NFT. That's my rant. Yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. This, this is the forum to do it, man. Yeah. That's right. Um, so I, I think when it comes to music too, like I, I totally agree as far as like empowering artists. And I know there's always kind of been the like adage, like uh, there's no middle class in music. You're either like a top 1% artist that's driving the vast majority of revenue in the music and paying everybody's salary, or you're like, <laughs> so or, or you're a starving artist that's struggling to get by and i think like nfts given that they present a new economic kind of paradigm it's uh it really does bring and and creates this middle class so I, yeah. i'm i'm curious when when you think about ways and what 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 other ways excite you as it pertains to how like nfts can empower musicians and their their fans and community well i, I the the one that i know that we've been talking about forever is the is making a track and getting people to invest in that track. I, I don't know how much you can give away, but 20% of like, 
I don't know if you can call it shares. I feel like if you guys have Blau on here, he'll be able to talk into that <laughs> so well because he's the one that I feel like is going to be able to make the platform to do that. But that is the most interesting thing ever to have fans participate in listening and promoting that music for you, which they already do. You know, there's fans that are like, yo, I got my my girlfriend, my girlfriend's brother, his sister, the whole family came to your show, dude. They love your music now. Uh, and like, imagine if that person is participating in whatever song it is. I got them into real love and oh my God. And now they love it. And they've been listening to it six times a day. And it's just incredible. And now I'm making money from that and blah, 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 blah. I can't wait for the next one to invest in. So I think that is going to be incredible. And then even for making movies, you know, like the, the way that it's going to be like a new style of GoFundMe that um, people can participate by either buying the art from the movie or buying a still from the movie and then they can make the movie or there, I feel like there's going to be so many filmmakers that are going to be like, all right, cool. Let's, let's do a 10, 10 minute presentation for this NFT community. We'll preview it and say, Hey, we need to get, we need to make this amount of money so we can finish this film. If you guys like it, someone please buy it for, for this bid and, and then we'll be able to go and finish the film and you'll have a piece of history from this film and then hopefully it does well. Yeah. For sure. And I love that. And I mean, I think even in the music, uh, there's been people that have kind of like crowdfunded and given away NFTs to almost replace like what a typical advance would be from a record label. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's it's it's incredible. And then you don't have you don't have a label and then you're all participating in the master. And um, yeah. And then that master gains popularity. And then you could even go to catalog and put the master out on catalog and sell that. And yeah. So, yeah. You know, and as a creative and as a producer, you know, of music, you know, you think about, um, well, while you kind of like in the studio, you like to think you have sort of these like unfettered like poss possibilities of what you might make. <laughs> uh, there are certain realities about like what's going to work to play to a crowd, what's going to work to get like playlisted on Spotify or any of the streaming services, et cetera. But I'd love what nice thing about NFTs. It seems like they really change the creative canvas yeah. for creatives and like open this up to like shorter form things like what Blau and Slime Sunday did or like, you know, longer form things like the 24 hour song that BT did. And, <laughs> you know, like these things. And I'm sort of curious to hear your thoughts as a creator and as a, as a musician um, as to how like the NFT medium sort of inspires you. I mean, I love I love making short little blips of songs that can then eventually turn into bigger things. Like recently, I've been working with this artist, Boaz, uh, from Amsterdam. We've been doing this little Gerald project that basically it's, uh, I I've shown you some of them in the, in CT6. Um, but basically they're going to exist in Decentraland in the rooms that I have in my club. So one of them is a coffee shop. One of them is a strip club. One of them is a, uh, a bar. And then one of them is like a normal Gerald piece. Gerald is this, this pinata that I have, that um, is he's, he's more than just a pinata. More than just a pinata. He's more popular. He's, he's a Shout lifestyle. Out Let's yeah. be real. He's a lifestyle. <laughs> we really just brought you on to talk about Gerald today, to be honest. But, but yeah, I have I have like six of them. And so they're going to represent a piece in, in Decentraland in my, my Metaverse club. Um, and then people will be able to buy that piece from the, the Metaverse club and own it forever. And, and there's little songs on it, but it was just so much fun to go back and forth with him where it was like, Hey, let's do a coffee shop. All right, cool. What type of song? All right. I'm going to make some sort of like dub reggae song. Um, that's like really relaxing. All right. I'm going to do, uh, we did a casino one too. And the casino one's so funny because it was really fun to to go and find samples of like crazy like coin sounds from like the the slot machines and um, just all the all the stuff that you can do in that I don't know it's just really cool it, it, like to not have to think like all right I have to make a full song right now uh, and and 
fully be done with it. Like I can kind of make a demo that I'm happy with and then be like, all right, cool, I'll put this here and then I'll end up making it into a full song later, which then will drive value to the person who owns that NFT. Um, like the stuff that I did with Chad, I'm still like pitching it out to a, a couple artists. There's this this one, it's a one of one called Infinity Yield, um, but it's it's like very Afrobeat. So um, I, I, what's, what's the name? Uh, he already said that he wanted to get on it. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. Oh, it's Mr. Easy. That's what it is. So he, uh, he he said that he wanted to get on the song. So I mean that already to that, you know, the person that owns the Infinity Yield song, they own the first demo that's ever created of it. And then that's actually going to turn into an actual track with the person on it. So that drives value to that. And I don't know. I just love it. I love that that everyone benefits from the whole thing. Yeah. No, I mean, it does. And even from a fan's perspective, too, it's like now it's like fandom actually can appreciate. And there's a just deeper sense of, uh, like ambassadorship and desire to to support and amplify. Exactly. You were alluding to Decentraland, and for our listeners, it's definitely one of kind of like the the leading metaverse environments. Yeah. There's been, I mean, we've been seeing some more and more like artist performances in the metaverse. Like, yeah. what, what are your thoughts as an artist on like, is this the move? <laughs> like, what's what? Where's where are we at here? I'm, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I performed in Decentraland. I I did the Atari opening uh, for their casino there. And it was awesome. Working with the guys is incredible. They're all just like such sweethearts. Shout out Vegas City. Um, they're the guys that are actually uh, building building my club, but they were the ones that were helping out with the Atari one. Um, but I, I think it's incredible. Like Snoop Dogg did the sandbox um, thing. And it is kind of crazy. We did this episode in What Would Diplo Do? Where he's playing a live show. And then all of a sudden he takes off his VR headset and like sits on his couch. And it and I feel like the Black Eyed Peas did a music video like this or something like that. Or maybe Will I Am was talking about how sooner or later there's going to be a time where like, you can perform perform live somewhere and like there's going to be holograms performing somewhere else for you. So I don't know, being able to to go into the metaverse, um, like I've, I've also done a bunch of other stuff. Like I performed in Fortnite before. That was really cool. And that was all live, like straight up. I swear, cross my heart, hope to die. Because I was like, hey, this kind of doesn't make sense. Like what happens if something goes wrong? What happens if I cuss? you know, by accident. And they're like, well, first of all, don't cuss. (laughs) Please do not cuss. And no, we have to do this live because we want to be able to go and tell every single person we did this live. And man, it was like we practiced for three days straight where we would go there and they would have like, all right, Q, Q, Q Dylan. And then we would make sure that we started on time and that you know, the sound was working, everything. Um, so I don't know. I love it. And then they, they set up a TV for me where I could see the, per- the people in my server that I was actually performing to like live, live to them. And then it was broadcasted to the other ones. I think it's cool. I think like it's, it's just another added. It's like it's not going to take away from live shows. I think it's just going to add it to, to, you know, people that want to see you, but they can't. And they, they'll be able to see you at home and you'll be able to talk to them and interact with their username and everything like that. Like. I also did one for, I think it's called Wave um, XR, and that one is is live as well. Where like I have I have a one of those suits on that has like the the motion tracking, and so like you're in there the whole time, and you can read off people's names, and people can purchase uh, little things that like basically turn your head into either a uh, like an eel, or I turn into like a big rock guy that shoots fire. So it reminds me of also like all the big performances that have happened in Fortnite. Like imagine if that's for everyone, 
I feel like that's going to get to a point where like you can you can program really, really, really fun, crazy interactive stuff in the metaverse that you wouldn't be able to normally do in real life. Like, I mean, fireworks are cool, but fireworks that turn into Gerald's, that's even cooler. <laughs> Aligned. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Gerald would agree too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you know, I know your your your, uh, your Nifty Gateway collaboration with uh, with Chad um, was was themed DeFi Summer. Yes. Um, and I know from our DGen conversations <laughs> in Chad Team Six that you're involved in the space. Yes. And, and I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the intersection of DeFi and NFTs as we look forward. I mean, yeah, that I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I can speak on that one, but I do think I won't say the the company's name, but I do know that there are certain people that want to create NFTs that you can basically stake that will then accumulate USDC and it's it's uh, an appreciating asset like that i i mean that's so that's so incredible um so anything that has to do with defi is i love i i just i think it's it made finance so fun for me to learn um and also just it's it's you know it's really it's really interesting i mean there's definitely some bad plays that i've done like <laughs> I got into Faye. I, 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 I follow the hype on that one. Um, no one bats a hundred. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but it was a great learning experience yeah. for me where I was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, I, I, next time I'm going to, I'm going to really, really, really make sure that I, uh, I vet it super, super hardcore. Um, I, I don't think I, I lost that much on it, but yeah. So yeah, NFTs that, that can appreciate value like that and, and, um, basically give the owner money. Uh, I think is is really cool. Um, anything that has to do with staking like that, um, or e- even like, you know, someone creating a museum and you can basically lend them your piece, your digital asset for their museum in the metaverse, and that way, if it's in their museum or something like that, I've heard some murmurs of that where like then that would then give you a token of the museum. Maybe the museum has like, you know, MUS <laughs> MUS token, but yeah. I think anything like that is really cool. Obviously, I mean, you're kind of still an early mover as it pertains to like musicians releasing NFTs. Yes. There's been so much movement in like the, the digital art and collectible space. And I think like music industry as a whole is like definitely up next big, like big as far as what industries are very likely to be disrupted by oh, NFTs. Yeah. What advice do you have for other, like when, when other artists or people in the industry are like seeing that you have, a, like that you've been dabbling and you've been do, making moves in the space, like how are you advising that they actually start to engage and learn and maybe even release their own projects? Just get in, get in as soon as possible, make a MetaMask, tinker around, do low level stuff on it. Because this reminds me so much of when I was having this conversation with my manager being like SoundCloud. I just want to put music up on SoundCloud and that's it. And he came to me and he's like, hey, have you heard of this app called Spotify? And I was like, no, streaming service? (laughs) That's impossible, okay? (laughs) SoundCloud's way better. People are going to still be buying music from iTunes. No, I'm not. I don't want to push people to to Spotify. I'd rather just release my music for free on SoundCloud. And then look what happened. And I was so late. I I don't actually, I don't think I was that late to that one because I think he was like, look, just listen to me. Um, <laughs> and I, and I did. Um, and I think, yeah, just getting in dabbling with it and don't be afraid. Um, I know a lot of people are always afraid of like something changing like that. 
I mean, look what's happening to the to the TV and film industry right now. They're it, the exact same thing that Spotify did to the music industry is happening to TV and film on streaming services now. Like everyone's having to release straight to um, you know Paramount Plus or whatever plus they're on. Um, Disney's now making animations that cost insane amounts of money and then putting it on Disney Plus and selling it for like thirty five bucks. I think their business model is way different than everybody else's because kids need to watch those movies, you know? So the demo's different. But, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to see that. Like, there's blockbusters. Tenet, Tenet was like a huge blockbuster that they kept in the movie, the, the theaters, for what, two weeks or something like that? And they were like, all right, you know what? Put it to Apple and have people be able to buy it. So they're all dealing with that as well. And, of course, they're saying that they're hemorrhaging. But sooner or later, it's going to be the exact same thing that happened to Spotify, where they're going to be like, we're making more money than we ever thought was possible. So this, this I think, is exactly what's going to happen again to the music industry. It's going to be completely disruptive. And there's going to be, a, like, someone's going to figure out a new way of doing something. And it's going to be the new norm of how you release music. And who knows what happens. Try to keep your ear to the ground and listening for something that's really cool that interests you. And dabble in nfts see if you if you create a community that that really wants to you know participate in those and grab the music from them and the the art from them and it can be whatever you want it to be too there's no rules that's that's amazing the the one thing i love drum and bass i can never make drum and bass no one can ever make drum and bass unless they have the most specific snare the most specific kick drum the most specific bass or anyone in that community will be pissed off Anyone, I swear to God, facts. you know this. this oh, is I know facts. this <laughs> straight up, and that's why I've never ever tried to make drum and bass is because they are they like it's done, it's set in stone. This is how you do it. Right now in NFTs and crypto, it is whatever you want to do. the The world is your oyster. Like you can go and talk to anybody about making anything that you can dream of because I think the technology is more and more. It's there, and it's and. It's really like what you want to do. I feel like it's just a phone call away from some person that's like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. Let's do it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, speaking of TV, film, streaming video, I know you're friends with and have collaborated with a number of different digital creators from YouTube to social media side. What are you hearing from them uh, on NFTs? and, And how do you think NFTs might sort of redefine the creative economy there? I haven't really been hearing that much. I think they're all still so scared of what's happening with streaming and they're like so confused. I know that my friend Brandon Dermer has like asked a couple times, but I think it's still so it's so new for them that I don't think they've been even thinking about it too much just because it is going to be crazy to see the, the the film industry get disrupted so quickly in the same time, like the streaming doing this and then uh, like seeing what happens in, uh, in crypto and NFTs and what it does to, to film and TV. But I mean, like I was saying, I feel like it's such a, it's such an easy way to now be like going in crowdfunding, you know, whatever your art is like, like for animation, I feel like it's a really, it's a really good play. Um, cause you can, you can make some of your, you know, pencil drawings and say, hey, here's the idea that I have for this this animation that I want to make. I've pitched it around. Nobody bought it. No networks want to sign on. I want to build this and I want to I want to put it out on, you know, whatever decentralized streaming service. And I want you guys to be able to watch it. And if this does well, then hopefully we can get it on a network or something like that. Or we just keep it here and and I keep making them and you guys keep investing in it if you really like the series. So I think there's going to be something like that where... Um, there's going to be, there's going to, because, you know, there's going to be communities of people like that. that are like, you know what? This is so cool. Like 
the new Rick and Morty can come out as an NFT. Um, so I think that's what's going to happen in, in TV and film. It's going to be like TV and films going to be like, wait, what the f- what the hell just happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is now the biggest thing, and it's not a part of any network at all. Yeah. Yeah. We need it. We need it now. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Well, um, as we come towards the close, I mean, we'd love to just, uh, like, are there any specific projects you have in the works that you can share details on? Um, yeah, yeah. The 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 Gerald one with Decentraland, um, I think we're going to try to aim to launch in, like, Christmas time. Um, so the club will open, and that's when the NFTs will launch as well. Uh, and we'll probably do it through OpenSea. Um, and, uh, and then I've just been trying to, like... I had a discord and I destroyed it because I, I didn't like I it was the I had it before from streaming on Twitch. And um, and then as I was delving into the NFT world, I was posting more about it. And I, I didn't have like a direct initiative for it, which I think is the worst thing to have for a discord. And I didn't have too many mods um, and it was just pure chaos. And there was just like it didn't make sense. So. I destroyed it and uh, I'm planning on, you know, really focusing on that, trying to figure out exactly what I want to do with like creating like a, a Gerald centric discord that um, that people can participate in. Anyone that owns those NFTs can talk to each other and and just make a really good roadmap because I think that that's what I didn't I didn't have at that time and I didn't really understand how to do that. And now after watching a lot of projects drop and seeing what you can do, um, I'm starting to focus more on that. And uh, I really want to try to get like um, 3D. I know profile pictures are like really big right now, but I want to try to do like a 3D profile picture thing or just art. Um, But basically I want to make it so that it's very easy to access so like anyone in the Discord would either be whitelisted or I would just give it to them for free. I would really, I don't know if this is possible, but I really want to do it for like, because I think OpenSea, you have to do 0.01 ETH, right? Like you can't do anything lower than that. I think there is a minimum threshold, right? I want to yeah. figure out if I can talk to someone and be like, look, can we just somehow figure out how to get the gas price to just 0.069 and they only have to pay gas to mint it or something like that or maybe i take care of the minting fees and then i can make it 0.069 or something i want to do something funny like that but make it a very like low threshold for someone to get in i would love it for it to be like ten dollars to buy one of the the 3d nfts and then you know i just think that that that's something that's that is missing from there because i do think that it, it it is tough to like compete it's tough to get into the projects and it's tough to have to pay that gas. Like 300 bucks is, that's a lot of money just on fees. Um, and then, you know, I think 0.08 is what, what everyone's really doing right now. And, you know, that's what 600 bucks, I think. I mean, ETH's even higher now. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, as it keeps going higher, it's like, it's probably crap. hit a new all time high like, yeah. while we were recording this. <laughs> yeah. It's probably hit five grand right now. Holy shit. But uh, but yeah, I want to figure some something like that. Make it like a very low threshold, easy NFT project to get into, um, so that we can onboard way more people that are like, oh, cool. I don't feel like I'm blocked out of this because you know I just I can't afford the gas gas fees. So um, those are my two main focuses right now, and then um, just uh, trying to figure out more collaborations to do. If anyone wants to collaborate, hit me up. I love making music for these things. Um, I know I'm making some music for Fluffs. I don't know if I was allowed to talk about that. Sorry, CT6, if I wasn't. Um, so that's going to be really fun. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know anything. It's it like I, I always just tell people uh, like this other guy named Antonio Disco. I actually just hit him up when I was uh, coming over here and he did visuals for me 
uh, for one of my songs, Bun Up the Dance, for live shows. And I hit him up today and I was like, yo, man, I don't know why we haven't done any projects together. If you need any music, just let me know. I'd love to to make it. And it's just like, it's so fun to go sit in the studio and make a 30 second loop for somebody. I'll just be, I'll be having fun making loops. <laughs> I love it. And we'll, we'll be having fun listening to them. Yes. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Dylan. So glad you could Appreciate join it. us. And, yes. And uh, keep, keep it up. And, I will. And uh, next time, bring Gerald. I will. I'm sorry. I'm disappointed. I know. <laughs> I should have. I should have. <laughs> we might have to scrap the episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I, I'll get you guys some nice whitelisted BFPs. I got you. I got you. Okay? There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thanks, brother. Dylan. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man, well, that was an incredible episode. Really enjoyed getting to have that conversation with Matt and Dylan. And I, I think Dylan really is kind of at the forefront. The, the music industry is very much a prime industry that NFTs will likely disrupt. And I, I think Dylan has been having fun. He's been using clever ways to experiment and engage with his community. And I, I think this really just creates an on-ramp for an entirely new vertical for NFT. So really want to say a massive thank you for Dylan. Be sure to check him out across his socials. Go check out his music on Spotify. And if you're in the music industry, don't hesitate to experiment. Think around. Maybe it's releasing songs as NFTs on platforms like Catalog. Maybe it's thinking about how you can provide new access to your fans and new ways to engage them by letting NFTs be more of a mechanism for utility and access to a community. Whatever it may be, I think now is a perfect time to start experimenting. You can still be incredibly early. I think whereas there's a little more competition in the digital art space, the music space is very much rife for disruption. So special thank you to Dylan, special thank you to Matt, special thank you most importantly to, to each of you for tuning in and listening. If you haven't already, do want to encourage you to go sign up for our newsletter, nftnow.com. We distill lots of the different happenings in the NFT space into a very digestible and actionable weekly newsletter sent to you every single Wednesday. So there we have it for this week. We'll be back next week. Thank you all so much.